Hi, I'm Neil Patel, host of Decoder, my show about big ideas and other problems. Right now on Decoder, we're doing a mini-series about one of the biggest ideas that's creating some of the biggest problems around, generative AI. Our series dives deep into some of the most pressing issues surrounding generative AI, with expert Verge reporters covering the cutting-edge frontier of the industry. How could copyright lawsuits completely upend large language models and image generators? How big a problem is AI-generated misinformation for the 2024 election? And what kind of impact are AI chatbots having on human relationships? Decoder's AI series will help you understand what's going on, why, and where it might go from here. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Decoder wherever you get your podcasts. News. Welcome one, welcome all to the latest edition of the NFC's Mixtape. Uh, you could hear my co-host planning our show right before that started. Ray show. we're going to go ahead and leave that in. It just adds to the effect. This is the most unique podcast that SB Nation offers. Um, obviously, we work very hard here at SB Nation. We love our coworkers, but you know, it, nobody does anything else this unique. Why is this unique? Well, if you're new around here, you can listen to this show on any of the four NFC East blog podcast networks. That's Blog of the Boys for Dallas Cowboys coverage, Bleeding Green Nation for Philadelphia Eagles coverage, Hogs Haven for Washington Commanders, and Big Blue View for the New York Football Giants. He whose voice you heard is Brandon Lee gotten from Bleeding Green Nation. I am R. Joe Chow from Blogging the Boys. You can watch this show on either of our site's YouTube channels as well. BLG, you already spoke and kind of ruined the whole mystique of the thing. But uh, how are you? Happy Tuesday for us. Wednesday for everybody else. It's been a day. I appreciate you putting up with all my time jumping. Hey, RJ. I think we should do an <laughs> ASMR podcast from now on. What do you think about that? Uh, well, um, the last three things that you have said to the audience have been very weird, uh, because if you rewind <laughs> to the third most recent one, it was the final uh, thing you said last week with the um, the voice. The demon uh, voice. Yeah, the voice thing that you had. Uh, then you had the accidental slip up at the beginning of the episode, even mm. though I said, here we go. And then we have the ASMR voice. Um, the Cowboys released their schedule with an ASMR video a few years ago, and it, um, it did not land well among the fans, to say the least. Did- did you know the Cowboys are the only NFC's Twitter handle that has the full name in their Twitter handle? Because you have at Eagles, at Giants, and then at, at Commanders. Commanders. I didn't know that. Boom. That's interesting. I think it's um we, we sometimes we talk different things. I'm a big Astros fan. Um, their handle on Instagram is at Astros Baseball. So you have like that's a little weird. <laughs> you know, that's some minor uh, league stuff right there. Uh, I, I find it strange. I mean, I understand there's a lot of, I'm sure, I'm sure there are a lot of things were taken, you know, a lot of, um, like, you know, space related things. Uh, but still you got to fight for your handle that you want. Um, today for us is Tuesday, July 26th. This episode will drop on Wednesday, July 27th. Training camp is just about in full swing, which means we have action from every single training camp. Effectively, um, we have, not a new member of the Philadelphia Eagles, but a former member of the Philadelphia Eagles who is now a member of the New York Jets. Uh, we have some roster news to get to, I believe, Brandon. I know you have the notes for the aforementioned Giants and Commanders. We have a new member of the team who the Dallas Cowboys will be playing in week one. Uh, that happened just before we started recording. And we also have no new things for the Dallas Cowboys except for things that Jerry Jones said on Tuesday, which upset a lot of people. Um, so what direction do you want to go in? Uh, actually, before we go, before we start, I just, I have to know. I have to know. Um, what is your favorite way to tie shoes? Do you go with the classic like one way to do it, or do you do you cross the two loops? You know what I'm talking about? 
So I have some shoes right you here. You happen to have a shoe right next to you. Holy crap. That was, well, wow, right look at those Brooks. Brooks yeah, shoes right cool. there. BLG's a runner. Okay. Well, shout out to my cousin, Kenny, who got me uh, a deal on these. He had a nice little discount. He runs. So I would go. I'm trying to do it in a way where you can see it, but also. Just do it your way. But, but you I know, don't like do mirror yourself like, doing it. Like this. Like, okay, so you like tie the one over and then like the base of it, right? Everybody knows how to do that. Really bad for the <laughs> this is the audio <laughs> audience. I do this like to make that first initial thing, and then I make the, the base, two loops, yeah. And then I oh, that's weird. That's the way it, like um, five year olds tie their shoes, dude. Well, wow, deal with it. So, so you make the two swoops and then cross them is what you're saying. I think so. I mean, I feel like I don't even think about it most. Of the yeah, time. you do. You involve well, your left like hand too much. Too. Sometimes instead of doing that initial thing, I'll just do like something like this, where I just do one loop and then usually one base and then just tie it around and boom. So it depends. Wow. That was not worth it for the <laughs> audio. That was, yeah. that was very, very, uh, that was an intrinsic look at, uh, at Brandon Lee gotten you, you don't Which do the, the, do the like icon. More? This one. Ooh. Um, for out and about in everyday life, I like the purple or the darker ones. Uh, but if you're running on the treadmill, it's the lime green ones for sure. Well, I think these are nice yeah. if you go out and like, you know, you try not to get hit as you're running, you know, get some bright. Shoes That's what on. I said People for running. Yeah, I, spe okay. I specifically said that those would be better for running. Um, I thought you said so, on the treadmill, uh, treadmill, the brighter ones would be better. Well, I run on a treadmill because I like to have the TV and the podcast and everything. Um, shout out to Kenny. If he needs to know, I'm an 11 and a half, just, you know, for whatever reason, you know, might be able to hook um, you up. Yeah. Um, you are wearing an in and out cap today. I asked you earlier when we tried to record, if you bought that in and out, you said, no, I no. assumed you were being cheeky to be able to tell a story here. I bought it online. I didn't buy it at in and out. Mm, that seems silly because you went to in and out it's a big old thing we even talked about it here why wouldn't you buy it i didn't it see it there the they had they had like a shirt that was on sale there but i didn't it was actually kind of a cool shirt but i didn't end up getting it mm. i just got the hat well we're going to be in and out with every team today's mm. there's no uh no rundown no anything today or just um i think we actually titled an episode once just riffin baby um we so did. i can't say that phrase uh we are working to line up for everyone that's asked uh, Jimmy Kemsky, uh to get on here. It's difficult to line up three people's schedules. Obviously, you can listen to him and Brandon on BGN Radio if you're an Eagles fan um, every week. But it's you know we're, we're working on it. We know the dumpster. Like you don't have to tell us the dumpster fire series is out. All right, we would love to get him on here to talk about that. It's just a little bit difficult sometimes. Um, so that being this said, Brandon, are you ready? Towards one person who complained about this. <laughs> no, I got I've gotten like eight or nine tweets about this. I just want to you know I want people to know we're working hard. We're not just ignoring the request. We're trying very. hard hard to make it happen still have like over a month until the regular season starts and i feel like that's our you know deadline we have to do it at some point before the regular season starts right right right. yeah and you know what if if anything we're doing it doing jimmy a solid because all the initial traffic on the dumpster fire series has like faded and then when we talk about it we resuscitate it you know so all about and the, maybe there will the... be some new things to talk about too in terms of Ooh. injuries or whatnot okay um okay are you ready to riff let's riff it up what sound? What does riff sound like? What is the act of riffing? Like, what would the sound effect for riffing be? Like a guitar solo, obviously. Try it. Give us a riff sound. Come on. Uh, I mean, I can't. It's copyrighted. It, it's go, it goes like DMC. Let's, let's riff. <laughs> 
Jerry Jones said on Tuesday that he believes the Dallas Cowboys are better today than they were at this time a year ago. Wow. I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure you have well, I guess not, but I'm sure other people have seen that people have things to say about this. You want to know what though? I agree with him. I agree in a, in a very specific and particular way. Um, I think the defense is, is better. Like a year ago, we didn't know about, you know, exactly what Micah Parsons is going to be. We certainly didn't know that Trayvon Diggs would have a million interceptions. We didn't, nobody really even knew who J. Ron Curse was. Now he's an NFC East all-star as an example. Um, you know, so I, I certainly believe that they're better. They have more talent. Um, offensively, they obviously are down Amari Cooper, Lyle Collins, and Connor Williams, and they have Tyler Smith. Yes. And so I think they're weaker there. Um, they're not dealing with their quarterback coming back from an injury, right? And so I think that on paper, they're better. This is a, a Super dumb way to say it, but I think like their Madden rating would be better this year. Like, you know how Madden has the, the team overall grade? That's how I would say that they're better today than they were this time a year ago because they're a little bit of a more known quantity. Um, but but other than that, I mean, it's, you know, I obviously listened to and, and we did a lot of stuff around Jerry's. Uh, it was really Jerry's press conference, and it was not a great, you know, hour for the Cowboys, I thought. It was, it was really difficult. Um, it was just putting lipstick on a pig. That's what the whole thing really was in my mind. Number one, find me a fan base who doesn't feel exactly the way you do about their team. Find me one because you can't. Um, the Maybe one. Houston Texans. I mean, I bet you even Texans fans are themselves <laughs> into being better than they were last year. And okay. Yeah, I saw I saw a post on the Texans subreddit that was like reasons for optimism. So you're right. I mean, like there's nobody who's like, well, we're definitely worse than we were. There's an article ago. up on Big Blue View right now uh, over the weekend. I think it was that like, you know, why not the Giants winning the NFC East or whatever? I've so, been asking that question. Don't be telling me about that. But go on. Anyway, well, you know, you, you picked them to win the division outright. Um, let me also say that was the first thing. Number two, the second thing is try nice try when it comes to uh, distracting from the real quote from Jerry Jones press conferences <laughs> okay. or press conference today, which was quote, I want to be real clear. He as in Mike McCarthy wouldn't be sitting here today. If I didn't believe he was the man to lead this team to a super bowl. So pause in the quote here. If he just stopped there, that would be a pretty good quote. Yeah. I think uh, from Jerry. I'm Jones. with you. Go off here. I'm I'm totally with you. There's a lot to this apple, uh, a lot that, of layers to this onion. Keep going. But I'm with. Like if, a, if you're right, if he ends there, it's yes. okay. Great. Like case closed. Yep. That's your guy. Move on. Let's let's talk and debate and argue about something else. Totally with you. That would be the right thing to say, even if you didn't <laughs> fully truly believe it. Even if the fans or people or prognosticators don't truly believe it, that would be the right thing to say. The thing to downplay any speculation about his future. But then Jerry Jones had the ad <laughs> after he said, this is the the man to lead us to the Super Bowl, quote, and I have choices. <laughs> Why would you say that part? <laughs> imagine, imagine saying that to your wife, RJ. Like, you know, like, <laughs> you're the love of my life. You're the one for me. And I have choices. <laughs> what do you think would happen if you said that? Um, I wouldn't be I would, I would be elsewhere. Um, <laughs> and I mean... I'm, I'm totally with you. And like, even if you just stopped there, it would still be bad 
but at least it would be salvageable. Like, like at least, at least some people would try to spin it, be like, well, he's only saying that to prove that he's choosing Mike McCarthy over all these people. And to be clear, in case it was un- anybody was unaware, Jerry said this on Tuesday during the, during the team's opening press conference, just kind of the state of the Cowboys address. Um, but afterwards, Brandon, I don't know if you saw this because um, you're, I think you're reading my tweet right there because I tweeted that quote out. Um, afterwards, Jerry spoke about, and let me find uh, the tweet here because this was just. I just I just really have a hard time um, really compartmentalizing all this. Jerry Jones, this is a tweet from Jory Epstein. Jerry Jones says he never considered Mike McCarthy wouldn't be the Cowboys head coach this offseason. But he tells us directly he wanted the NFL to wonder if Dan Quinn would be my head coach to deter other offers. The exact line here, I was playing poker. Um, so I'm sure you don't read the Dallas Morning News, Brandon. And that's not like a shot at that publication. You just, why, why would you, right? You're, you're reading a bunch of other things, right? Um, so this week, uh, we're recording this on Tuesday. So on Monday, they they launched, uh, they had an exclusive interview with, with Coach McCarthy, kind of talking about the, his goals and things for the season and whatnot. And the very first question he was asked in this interview was about his job security and his line. I'm sure you saw this was aggregated in, in a lot of places. He said that it was irritating that that was the first thing he was asked about. He talked about how it was a media-driven narrative, how it doesn't really bother him, but his family has to has to answer for that. That's just like life in, in the NFL. It's a public life, public profession, whatever. He talked about his family and dealing with it and whatnot in the press conference too, um, and and where I, I I did a lot of material about this obviously a blog on the boys and socials and stuff. Um, it's not a media driven narrative, Mike. Mm. It's a Jerry driven. This whole thing. Do you know how long it took Jerry Brandon to to support McCarthy after the season ended? Do you know off the top of your what? head? couple weeks or something it took 12 days he he had in his first opportunity on 105 through the fan the home of the cowboys in his interviews that he does every week he did not he was given an opportunity to specifically endorse mike mccarthy he was given an opportunity to specifically say he's my head coach in 2022 why are you guys even asking me this question he won 12 games won the division i know we lost in the playoffs that's frustrating but look at everything he's accomplished he was given that opportunity but by doing this even if it was strategic which i i don't believe but for the purposes of this discussion we'll buy it even if it was strategic you you sacrificed whatever peace and and you know like peace of mind mccarthy would have this whole and and some of that you know was was worsened by the sean payton retirement and stuff like that but i mean this whole thing is, is exists because jerry left him in, in doubt he left him in purgatory he he hung him out to dry swirling in the wind and so how can you not doubt you know mike mccarthy jerry's the one who did it and so like at at best, yes, you accomplished retaining Dan Quinn, and he's an important piece to this overall thing. But if he's only your defensive coordinator, and I don't mean to simplify what he brings to the team, but if Mike McCarthy's your head coach, you read the quote, Brandon. If you believe he's the man that can bring you a Super Bowl, why are you jeopardizing him at all? That, that he should be the apple of your eye. He should be the most important player, or not player, most important person as far as coaching staff is concerned. You should be willing to lose Dan Quinn a hundred out of a hundred times if it means you get to keep Mike McCarthy. Because because he's the person you believe can bring you a Super Bowl, not Dan Quinn. And if it was Dan Quinn, then he should be your head coach. So, like, this doesn't – the Matthew doesn't line up. The, the whole press conference kind of reeked of that. It was Jerry trying to sell, 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 and nobody's buying it anymore. That there are alternatives in the picture suggest that you're not all in on the head coach. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like a, oh, I, I picked you. Because he didn't even pick Mike McCarthy this offseason over others. Like, that's not how it worked. There wasn't a coaching search. You know what I mean? Like, Mike McCarthy, if you believe in him, then you're not even thinking about other candidates. So what does he even mean? 
what does he even mean by I have choices? Did he evaluate his options this offseason and look into that and be like, nah, actually, we're going to stick with McCarthy? Because if that's the case, that kind of goes against fully believing he is the guy. And like, whatever, whatever happened in this offseason already, like, who cares? That's in the past now at this point. It's not about that. It's about going forward. It's about can he, he's probably going to last through the season at the very least, but it's okay. What can he last through the season, which he probably will. But then what happens after the season? That is the biggest question hanging over the team. It's not media driven. As you Mm -hmm. said, it's happened with Jerry Jones. And honestly, like, is this not a big topic of discussion among fans? Like regardless of like media, like actual aren't like fans, aren't a lot of Cowboys fans like thinking about this? Isn't this on their mind? Like it has it's not to be the media creating stuff and like getting bored. It's, it's like, come on, like really, like they have nothing better to talk about. So they're just making something up. Like, no, like this is real. This is real stuff. Mike Florio reiterated today that the Cowboys were very close, quote unquote, mm-hmm. to hiring Sean Payton in 2019. Like there's, this is not baseless. Like there's, there, there's smoke uh, and, and there's smoke here to believe there's a fire. Just in case anybody doesn't know, do you know the because uh, Florio wrote about that in his book Playmakers, um, which I know our buddy Stats has. I, he's read it all the way through. I'm only about halfway done myself. Uh, do you know the story about the 2019 alleged trade Something involvement that was happening? Like Anthony Davis and the yeah, Saints the, um, the, the yeah. is it the Benson family that owns both the Saints and the Pelicans? Um, they were prepared to trade Sean Payton again, according to Mike Florio. Um, to the Cowboys, but like that weekend, it was when Anthony Davis requested a trade. And they didn't want to lose to New Orleans icons, you know, in one fell swoop of an offseason. And obviously, Anthony Davis was traded to the Lakers. But um, I made this point on Monday, Football Monday. Uh, people can listen to that on the SB Nation NFL show. Don't want to say anything, but, you know, maybe maybe you're going to want to start listening to the SB Nation NFL show a little bit more in in, in the future. You know what I mean? Mm. Just yeah, I, I don't want to say anything, but, you know, just just saying, you know what I mean? Just just saying. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll let you know soon enough, but, but head over there, subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. I brought this up to Michael Peterson, uh, on Monday. These are the division winning head coaches that aren't, uh, the Buccaneers coach, uh, obviously because Bruce Arians retired. So uh, aside from Mike McCarthy and Bruce Arians, you've got Matt LaFleur, who just got a contract extension, Sean McVay, who just won the Super Bowl, Sean McDermott, who I'm a big fan of, but you hate Zach Taylor, who I thought would be the first head coach fired last year. Uh, Mike Vrabel, reigning coach of the year and Andy Reid, obviously one of the greatest coaches of all time. None of those head coaches are like having their job, you know, security question, even if you just expand it to playoff teams, right? Not just division winning teams, Nick Sirianni, bit of a, a weirdo with the, the highlighter thing, whatever, but still like his job is, is very, very safe. Um, you've got obviously Cliff Kingsbury, got a brand new extension, Kyle Shanahan. He's amazing. You've got Brandon Staley in LA. He's very, very safe. You've now got Josh McDaniels. Obviously he's brand new, so you don't really have anything to worry about there. And Bill Belichick, who's the GOAT. So like of all the playoff teams last year, like Mike McCarthy's treated as if he was the head coach of the Lions. Like like Dan Campbell has more job security than Mike McCarthy. Is that ridiculous mm. to say out loud? It feels like it. Yeah. It's wild. It was a really bad press conference. Like I said, it, it really felt like Jerry and, and I talked about this and, and we talked about it on our blog on the boys round table um, that I'll be doing later in real time, but that came out earlier for the listener. Um, it really felt like Jerry was just like, like he's read and seen everything this off season and he's just sick of it. He's like, how dare you all not heap mountains of praise on my Dallas Cowboys. And it mm-hmm. was like, he was trying to convince us all of an alternate reality and nobody's, nobody's buying it anymore. So, um, NFL teams love to do that. I think NFL teams, maybe more than any business, I guess a lot of businesses like to do that, just like love to lie to themselves and just be like, are you kidding me? We totally know what we're doing. And when it's so funny time and time again that they don't. 
Jerry said one thing that I did want to get your thoughts on. I talked about it in our live reaction show on our YouTube channel. Um, he said that he his curse is he does not acknowledge the failures he has in life. That he only focuses on the successes, and like that's a yeah. that's a really like deep thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like like aside from football, like failure is a is a learning tool. You know what I mean? Like we we learn from failure, we we grow from failure, and to just like act like failure doesn't exist is number one an incredible luxury that that a lot of most people don't have in life to, to just a, a ignore and avoid all failures that they've had. But to act like they never happen means you're never learning. You know what I mean? Like you, you ha failure is a, is a tool. I remember reading um, Tony Dungy uh, in, in one of his books wrote about his son doesn't feel pain. I, I don't know what the, the, like the medical term for that is, but he, mm. he literally doesn't feel pain. And so they, they had to teach him other ways to recognize pain. Cause like, that's not like some people hear that. They're like, Oh, how cool is like a superhero? It's like, no, dude, like it's, it's like hand could be on fire and he would never right. know. You know what I mean? Um, so it, failure is, is a learning tool and a learning mechanism. And I respect that Jerry at least has the self clarity and, and, and self sort of amazing, you know, whatever ability to recognize that, but adjust to it then, you know what I mean? Like that is so dumb to me to be like, yeah, I'm cool. Just like ignoring all failures that ever happened. Well, I did say, the Cowboys needed to avoid bad vibes in training camp. So this is not the best start for them in that regard. This is pretending that bad vibes don't exist. Um, so it's kind of avoiding bad vibes, but yeah. Hmm. But not that way. But like um, genuinely avoid them and not like be in denial about them. Um, as we segue, um, I should mention the NFC East, the only division that got brand new helmets for every single team. Of all mm -hmm. the alternate and throwback helmets. Now, I don't know if you saw this. I did some stuff about this, too. It looks like the Cowboys have two. Did, did you notice this? Well, one helmet, right. But just two different, like, decals. No. Oh, well, yeah, no, I guess. I mean, I mean you can't yeah, have... it is one. Yeah, so so they're, they're kind of cheating. Yeah, it, the it NFL like... allowed a third helmet. They did not allow four helmets. Right. But it looks like the Cowboys manipulated that rule. And their new... They actually don't have a third helmet, though. They currently have a second... Oh, only... Uh, they have... Two helmets, if you think about it, because um, they they've only had their silver helmet. So they're going to be wearing the white throwback one with their throwback uniforms. Everybody knows that. And and that was under the throwback category that the NFL announced. But then they had one under the alternate category where the Eagles black helmet was. Um, now, that helmet was white, like the throwback, and had a navy star. But the star had the the normal trim. You know what I'm saying? Like the white line on the star that that, that the current helmet has. The throwback helmet does not have that. And on that one, the face mask was white, which is not the case on the throwback helmet. So I think the Cowboys are, are cheating again and using that white base for two different helmets. And I think that alternate one, they're going to wear with their color rush jerseys. It would it would look nice at least. So, um, yeah, let's shout out to the NFC East. I kind of like the Black Eagles helmets. I mean, they're not too different from the Midnight Green, really. It's pretty similar. And I mean, honestly, I, agree, but... I feel like in some lights that the Midnight Green one, especially like a night game, um, and because of those helmets are not matte and they're like the shiny, the glossy, I think they kind of almost take on the color. So if it's like a, a night game, you know, say the night sky and the black jerseys, like it kind of almost looks black in certain lighting anyway. Um, mm -hmm. so I don't think it's a major difference. It's fine, but it's also not to be a permanent thing. Like they're going to introduce the Kelly green, uh, as their new helmet next year. So in theory, it's only going to be around for one year. Although Lurie did say they kind of, I think I misspoke earlier. I meant, uh, a second helmet not the mm. third helmet but they're going to try Lurie said he, he wants to get to the nfl to, to allow a third helmet so they can do the kelly green the midnight green and then the black as well i don't like the giants mm. new uh old throwbacks uh, by the way 
I'm in the disagree. minority. And we, here, we no. were chatting about this. I disagree. I just 100%. I think it looks ugly. Like the dark blue helmet clashing with the especially the new kind of tint of that old jersey. I like that the it just looks like the Bills to me. I kind of almost look it I was like theirs the first. Uniform. It was it was the Giants first. The, the Bills new uniforms just happened to look like that. That's fine, but the Giants have been bad, the worst team in the league since 2017, and the Bills have been good, and now it just makes me think of the Bills. And obviously I wasn't I'm not old enough to remember when it was theirs first. So that's just my genuine opinion. Now you can, you, you're object. I don't objectively disagree with you. I get it. But like, that's how I feel about it. Like that's, mm. that's what well, I that's, right. that's fine. I don't think it All looks right. as good as other people do. Why would you want a helmet and Jersey that don't match that? And, and they're like the same color, but don't match. That's dumb. That's how I felt about the Texans ones. But like, because like that invariably happens. Sure. Like, I, I think that happens to like, um, like in Super Bowl 41, when the Colts wore their white uniforms and their white pants, like when the Colts wear their all white and it rains, the the helmet stays like pure white. You know what I mean? But the, the jersey gets like like the water soaks it and it kind of bleeds through. It's like I hate when that, like that happened to the Colts this past season in San Francisco when, when Carson Wentz was awesome. But speaking of, it's time to riff about the um, the Philadelphia Eagles. So uh, Philadelphia Eagles uh riff brandon go ahead yeah so the eagles report for training camp today is we're recording july 26 but the action doesn't really begin until tomorrow morning wednesday morning the 27th nick sirianni will have his press conference around 9 30 or so before practice and then the eagles will hit the practice field for the first time this summer um haven't heard a ton of interesting things in a big way in terms of roster moves some minor stuff going on nothing too noteworthy um <laughs> that's about it right now uh they, they made some tweaks to their coaching staff also minor so that's part of the reason the episode isn't meatier uh than it could be is because the eagles are taking a while and unlike other teams uh the eagles don't allow so back in the day that like players would report and the team would allow the reporters to like talk to the players as they showed up so at least you can get some quotes and things but that doesn't really happen anymore um, so we don't have that. I will say for the listeners, RJ, this is my 10th Eagles training camp that I'm covering, which is pretty wild to me. Do you know how old I was when I started covering my first training camp? Uh, I do and because I know your age now. So was it? I mean, you were 20. No, it's 21. Incorrect. Okay. You're 21 or whatever. So fine. Wrong. You, you were taking shots with Andy Reed. No, it was chips first year. 2013. Oh, wow. So you're, going by, you're going by the difference of you're, you're taking 2022 and subtracting 10. That's not how it works in football seasons because you, you know what I mean? Like 2013, you, you have to count it down. Like, um, 2013. I mean, yeah. So it'd be nine years ago was your first one. It's not, that's not just football. That's life. I mean, like, so my 10th training camp. Yeah. Yeah. So nine, nine years year. ago was your first. So it was 2013. Right. You're right. Interesting. Wow. So, uh, 2013. Wow. So the Isn't last one, you... I don't, I think that, that's always confusing with numbers to me, like the year thing versus the, that, that, like it's the 10th training um, camp, the ninth year. I will say I've fallen into that like mental pitfall before, but, um, it bothers me like along these lines when people will say like, Oh, the 2021, 2022 Rams won the Super Bowl. No, the 2021 Rams won the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, and we yes. don't have to refer to it's not the 2022 NFC Championship game that the Rams won against the 49ers. It's the 2021 NFC Championship game. It's the it's the no, game wait. belonging no, to that's the wrong. year. The championship game. I thought the championship game belongs to the year. 
I disagree. Like I'm, that's what I'm saying. Maybe like I like objectively agree with you, but I I disagree with, like from a, a personal standpoint. Like like this year is the 2022 NFC and AFC championship game, as far as I'm concerned. Just because it belongs to that season. If you call it 23, then it's weird because it doesn't belong to that. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's awkward. But the 2018 um, NFC championship game was the Eagles beating the vikings see like i think that's a 17 title game that's how i view that like everything associated with that eagles team should be 17 you know what i mean because that's the year that they won the super bowl you know what i'm saying like that so i agree that the 2017 eagles won the super bowl but the (laughs) at the same time they also won the 2018 that's dumb i i think that's dumb that's that's how it is i disagree i disagree um how do you loyal listener I, I'm curious. I'm curious how people view that. Like, so, like, how do how do people like look at that themselves? Uh, BLG is on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at RJ Ochoa. We'll use the Eagles as this example, as painful as it is. Did the Eagles win the 2017 or 18 NFC Championship game? How do you categorize that? For me, it's 17. Mm. For Brandon, incorrectly, it is 18. Well, how about um, this? So you know how that Google has like a preview when you like Google a score or something, it'll just show up in like the box. You don't even have to open an article. Right. Well, on Google, if you do that, it says 2018 NFC Championship game, Eagles-Vikings, 37. But if you actually click on the Wikipedia article, then it is the Rams-Saints. So mm. we can The game that gave us a rule change that was totally necessary and not dumb at all. Um, wow. Um, so Wikipedia agrees with me. Okay. But then you go into Wikipedia and you look at... Um, <laughs> Uh, I googled the twenty same thing, same Google results. This is how much news is going on with the Eagles, by the way. Yeah, that we're googling things, and uh, it's another Eagles thing. So the point being is that. So look, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you one thing here, just just again, and we can get off of this. But I'm sending you like we agree that Pro Football Reference is a pretty like objective measurement for like NFL history, right? Yes. Okay, so Pro Football Reference. So I'm sending you the link to the 2018 season, like that has everything involved. Okay. So, and it has everything. It has playoff results under here. So, like, it's all under the 2018 umbrella is, is what I'm saying. Like, that, that's how I view things. Like, everything belongs to the one year. The moment you start to introduce a second year, it no longer is the same. It's no longer uniform. It all belongs to one year. Hmm. And I think that because the, the way the reason I said is like the majority of the season takes place in the year that we're talking about. Like similarly, I would say the 2022 Warriors won the NBA Finals. I hate people that are like the 21-22 Warriors. No, like the 21 um, Bucks won the title. You know what I'm saying? Like we we just take the year that the majority of action takes place in, even though some action takes place in a different year, calendar year that is. Okay, but look what I just sent you on Slack. Where if you again. <laughs> Uh, there's a question. It's like, who won the 2018 NFC Championship? It shows up as the Philadelphia Eagles. And then there's a link to Wikipedia. So who knows, RJ? Anyway, uh, not a ton going on with the Eagles at the moment of me recording this. I will say AJ Brown just arrived to the Novacare Complex, according to the Eagles' official Twitter account, with a Hertz season hat. I guess we should talk. Here's hey, here's one thing we can talk about. And I know um Rachel and Mark Schofield already talked about this on our feed for the QB uh the uh, the QB factory reboot. Um Jalen Hurts ranked as the 20th best quarterback in the NFL per the athletic survey actually tied mm. with another quarterback in the NFC East, Carson Wentz. That's what it's right, worth, maybe was listed first. I don't know if that means like he finished slightly. Ahead. I don't know, you know. How. Yeah, Mike, Mike Sando's like methodology is a little bit guarded, so it's hard to tell, right? Sure. So I don't know exactly if that actually means anything or it's just alphabetical by last name or whatever. But uh, 
that's pretty fair, right? Would you disagree with that too much? Um, I think once is better. Um, but I can understand if you would rather have Hurts on your team. Like we've said that before, right? Like if you, you know, if we're talking about who the players are, like if, if emotions are completely removed, I think Wentz is a, a more functional quarterback. But I understand that if you're involving locker room chemistry and, and like how he coalesces with the team, and if you place a higher priority on that, then fine. Like I'm totally with you. Like Jalen Hurts is obviously superior in that sense. The Eagles obviously agree with that. Um, so what about the tier really- though too? Because it was in tier three. Because the, the tier is a little bit more relevant than the ranking. Because you can kind of mm-hmm. quibble over you know seventeenth versus twentieth, like whatever. That, but that's like- why the exercise is awesome. I mean, I think that's fair. Who was the last tier two quarterback? I don't know if you have it open. Um, Dak was uh, in tier two. I forget. Um, but I'll read you all the rest of the tier three. It's your guy Kirk at the top. That's Jimmy so disrespectful. G, Ryan Tannehill, and that's Max that's Jones. too respectful for Jimmy G. But go on. I'm sorry. Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Trevor Lawrence, and Jameis. I I hate this whole. I hate everything about this tier. Like this tier, this tier is this this is like the lazy (laughs) tier. Like I'm I'm so undecided. Like this is the tier of like I don't want to make a hard decision on one of them, so I want to put them in this like purgatory. You know what I mean? Like I think Kirk Cousins should be elevated to the next tier. I think, but I I think Hurts and Wentz are better quarterbacks than Baker Mayfield and Jameis Winston. You know what I mean? Like I I don't think it's fair to lump them in the same tier. Um, like that's not to say that Baker and and Winston in being a tier below would be like void of talent. But what have they proven lately? Like Hurts, and that goes for Hurts too. I mean, like Jalen's. Jalen's best qualities are that he's really well liked and that he can run the ball. That's it. Like that's the, all he has. He's he would be a great quarterback in a movie. That's that's like Jalen Hurts to me right now. I mean, like, <laughs> the the definition of a tier three quarterback, as defined by Sando, was a tier three quarterback is a legitimate starter but needs a heavier running game and or defensive component to win. A lower volume drop back passing offense suits him best. I think that's totally fair for most of these guys. It is. Uh, man, Jalen Hurts would have been awesome on the like Ronnie Brown uh, Dolphins. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, I would like that. Yeah. Like, like put him on those teams. Like, give him Ladanian Tomlinson. You know what I mean? Like, that, like a, a team like that would be sick. Um, but he's just not like that. That ain't it here. I mean, I, I really, I'm, and like it's cool like it's it's a it's a cool vibe that aj brown loves him and you know that nick sirianni loves him but like i just don't see it i mean i i know training camp hasn't started and they haven't arrived but like that is the question like and i don't like he'll have all the attention he'll have all the, the i think everyone want like i think the way people talk about jalen hurts is, is with a positive spin because everybody mm-hmm. wants him to be good and so nobody's willing to be except for maybe you um i, I say this as a compliment like supremely critical of him because they're they're so inclined to give him the benefit of the doubt. And I think in in that same I think Carson is the exact opposite. I think sure. Carson is is just as is like worthy of whatever praise, but people are so inclined to remove the benefit of the doubt. And all of that is Carson's fault, right? Like by way of how he's acted and and all of that's to Jalen's like credit that he has established that that line of credit no pun intended. Um, and so, but I, I, I trust the skill set of Carson more. I think when this season's over, Carson will have, have separated himself as far as quarterbacks in the division, at least. I mean, that's just life and survivor. Like do people like you, well, then you, you might, you're probably going to do well. <laughs> and if people don't, then it's going to be tougher sledding for you. So, um, I, I agree with that. Uh, I will say that if you read the Hertz write up at all, RJ in the athletics, uh, rankings, QB rankings. Go read it. Mike Sando does a great job with that every sure. year, the quarterback tiers article. And we, you know, we have our aggregated write up on BGN. 
there is no mention in there and take it for what it's worth. It doesn't mean it's like the, the definitive truth, but there is no mention anywhere in there. Whereas I think Eagle Sand seemed to think like Hertz can make this big leap into Josh Allen, not necessarily saying that's the most realistic thing. Like they think that's definitely going to happen, but they seem to think there is an avenue to that. Whereas in this ranking system, not a single person was like, Jalen Hurts can make this big jump to tier three. A lot of people are like, I think I, or some people, not even a lot. I think some were like, I think he can jump up to tier two and kind of be in that, you know, Stafford, whatever kind of mix. Um, but no one is like, this guy can be a tier one. And, and because, he, you know, it all comes back to passing ability. And there was also a thing in there, like the Eagles are going to have to, are going to find themselves in a, in a quandary because they're going to have to decide, do they want to run, you know, a Baltimore Raven style running offense? And it's quite clear that they don't. Because why would you trade for AJ Brown and have Devontae Smith here and pay Dallas Goddard and have all you know and, and honestly just be a passing inclined organization since Andy Reid over to Doug Peterson? Like it's clear they want to pass the ball, not not like in the bottom, you know, two whatever, you know, again the, the least pass heavy last year. They clearly don't want to be that team. So it's not about that. It's not like they're willing to shift their style as much as it's going to have to be on Hertz being a good passer, like a really high level passer. And I just, I have my doubts about that. So we'll see. I will say um, last thing is that we will be tracking his progress every day on Bleeding Green Nation and BGN Radio. RJ, we're going to do a stock up, stock even, and stock down for him each single day. So we kind of get a gauge of where he's at before the season. Um. Okay. Well, good luck charting all of the training camp throws from Jalen Hurts. I know that nobody nobody hates that. Uh, so I'm not I'm doing sure that. Enjoy. Some people do. That I know. I'm I, I'm just making a joke, Brandon. I know you're not doing that. Just let the I joke think, live. Like I think it's fine to do that because we're content creators. Create content. Like I'm, whatever. Sure. It's, it's not like harmful. Although I will say that. It's just, it's so subjective. Like, no, you're not seeing the exact yardage. You're not seeing every single throw. You're going to miss some throws. And also, um, like, how do you, how do you count certain plays? Like there's sometimes, especially with Hertz, there'll be some plays where he's holding onto the ball for like 12 seconds. And it, mm-hmm. and in a real game, it clearly would have been like blown dead or, or not blown mm-hmm. dead, but like you'd have been sacked or whatever. Right, right. But like he throws it and it's like a touchdown but like everyone gave up on the play already it's like so do you count that towards like is that being counted look anyway. you're the one who's tried this before not me so I that's don't why your your hands are the one that with ones with blood on them so i measured um, the vibes rj that's all i measure um okay uh for the podcast audience we're going to take a very quick break and for the youtube audience we're not going to do that hi i'm neil patel host of decoder my show about big ideas and other problems Right now on Decoder, we're doing a mini-series about one of the biggest ideas that's creating some of the biggest problems around, generative AI. Our series dives deep into some of the most pressing issues surrounding generative AI, with expert Verge reporters covering the cutting-edge frontier of the industry. How could copyright lawsuits completely upend large language models and image generators? How big a problem is AI-generated misinformation for the 2024 election? And what kind of impact are AI chatbots having on human relationships? Decoder's AI series will help you understand what's going on, why, and where it might go from here. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Decoder, wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun, but it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once-in-a-lifetime memories that will last. 
Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Welcome back, Brandon. You said that you ate a pastry in the break, and you said that it took you exactly four bites to eat it. What was that mm. pastry? I wish I had one. Um, I like a Boston cream donut, but not cream, custard. But I like to call it Boston cream. I don't like that because um, to Boston. me, I associate... I associate those things with like eating in the car. I don't like anything cream filled. Anything with liquid, like mess in the car, not for me. Um, I don't like a jelly donut. Can't do it. Um, Do you like strawberry or or grape jelly on your sandwiches? I could do either. Not really. But what if you? What do you prefer? Let's go. Let's go. Ideal PB and J sandwich. So, what kind of bread? I forget the bread, but crunchier, smooth, and then type of jelly. Ten times out of ten, not a crunchy guy. Crunch, crunchy rules. Do Do you like pulp? Do you like orange juice with pulp in it? No, that's not like we're not all like they don't all have to be the same. They're not all equal. Like I want things crunchy that are smooth, is awesome. Like me. Mm, did you hear your voice at the beginning of this? Um, so, um, wow. So Seth Rogen likes smoothie peanut butter. I said smoothie, uh, not smooth. Um, smoothie peanut so, butter. I would yeah, try that. Too. That, that sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, crunchy strawberry. So it sounds like you're smooth and and great. Um, I didn't even say what? strawberry. You just threw I, that in there. I, I'm willing to assume because you already made the wrong decision. Um, so two things. Uh, one is um, com- actually, I think we're gonna let's do this from now on. Um, at some no. point, we will we will just have a brief take on a non NFC East NFL thing. Now that football's back. Mm. Um, so our take on Kyler Murray and the home assignment. Gonna bring up <laughs> like super bad vibes, like awful vibes. We were actually chatting about this um, in, on Slack uh, with somebody else uh, who will remain nameless, but. Um, and we were trying, talking about some other stuff, but like, this is super bad vibes. Like this, this is awful. Like I, if I'm a Cardinals fan, I feel terrible right now. Hmm. It's pretty bad. In addition to the actual, just disappearing down the stretch right. every year. And I know Cliff obviously deserves blame for that. I'm not trying to take that away, but I think Cliff has kind of gotten a disproportionate amount of blame for all of that. Like Kyler's been a part of that too. He's been really bad in December and January. You look at his numbers it's really bad. And I think part of that is not having DeAndre Hopkins. Certainly last year, that was a big deal. But like, okay, man, mm-hmm. can't. that's the thing, though. You're never going to have, as a quarterback, throughout your career, you're not going to always have the yep. perfect situation. You have to Make lemonade. Just, especially when you're getting paid the second mm-hmm. highest annual value in the league. You're not getting paid that money to have the perfect situation around you. And you can only succeed. And it's not even like, okay, Hopkins is out. And now Kyler Murray can't be the MVP. Like, that's fine. He doesn't need to be the MVP, but he at least has to be kind of like, you know, help the team tread water. And he couldn't do that. They were, they were terrible. They what, finished, what, one in five in their last six games or one in four in the last what, five? With the one like. win 
being on the road against the Cowboys, baby. Mm. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so um, along those lines, uh, just now, I don't know if you saw this. This is kind of the reason I, I thought about it. The Cardinals placed Hollywood Brown on the NFI list. Um, so not great vibes, <laughs> like back-to-back days with the Cardinals. Who knows what's going on there? Uh, but BLG, we'll it's time. Cardinals this year, by the way. Yeah, nobody cares. Uh, it's time to riff about the Commanders. <laughs> Um, Ron Rivera spoke with Carson Wentz today, according to NBC Washington, and reiterated to him that he was the quarterback that the Washington Commanders Wait, preferred. What? Why did he need to yeah. do this? I'm reading a tweet from Ethan. I think it's Cadeau. Um, I don't want to mispronounce that. Um, and the tweet exactly reads, Ron Rivera spoke with Carson Wentz today and reiterated to the QB that he was wanted in Washington. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm still, but still, like, that's still the same. The point still stands. Like, why do you have to tell him again? Like, um... <laughs> Also, uh, in not a land, uh, beyond that, which is just weird. Some injury issues to note. They placed four players on the active slash pup list, we'll call it. Um, do you know how that works, by the way? Should we explain how that works really quick for the listeners? So if a player, let's, we can do this together. If a player is placed on the pup list at any time. The active pup list. Right. That they can come off at any time. Um but and if they they're placed the roster spot too, right, right. But um, if they're placed on it after the fifty-three man roster is set, they mm-hmm. have to miss four games. That's the that's new. It's down from yes. six uh, yeah. from last at year. Least they have four, to miss at least right, and could miss more if they're not healthy. Like it's it's just at least four, no matter what. Um, so they placed uh, starting center Chase Rulier, mm-hmm. uh, backup center Tyler Larson. Top tight end by far, Logan Thomas, and one Chase Young. Receiving the most important for last. And also, I believe, swing tackle Cornelius Lucas uh, on the NFI list. So, you know, it's possible those guys come off beforehand. I'm guessing, like, especially Thomas and Young, based on early reports, seem to not be super concerned about missing week one. But, like, mm, it's not great. I saw, I think it was on the Commander subreddit, that there is some speculation that chase young could miss time at the beginning of the season his injury occurred in november i believe um so like that kind of gets forgotten like you forget that kind of stuff like um like for instance michael gallup tore his acl in that cardinals game which was uh very very late in the season so you kind of forget like you just kind of you think oh it happened last year and you're like yeah. oh that was forever ago like it should be totally fine like there's a big difference between it happening in you know september or whatever um and so if that happens i mean yeah, I don't think that like ruins their season, obviously, but that's that's a tough thing to overcome right away. Um, but I, I don't think it's like cause. And I know you're not saying that it's not like cause for mega concern or mega panic at this point in time. Yeah, it's just like a little. It's worth monitoring, obviously, as camp goes along, and we'll see if they get activated or not. But um, uh, it, apparently, Rivera did say Chase Rulier will be the first one activated off. Didn't look too serious. Um, apparently, he said Logan Thomas looks quite good as well so again optimism that they won't have to miss time but it's not just about uh you know like they come off and they're 100 you know they might have to kind of work their way up and if chase young for example misses even a game or two early in the season or even misses most of camp and it's ready to go for week one how close to 100 is he and that is a big question for a team who i think needs to have uh like a tj watt kind of impact from him this year I, and that's that's the formula, right? Like if we maybe that's something we do on a future episode is like, what's the formula? What's the path 
what the most likely path that is to like each team winning the division for Washington, it would involve like a defensive play of the year type of season from Chase Young. And that's not out of the realm of possibility. It's very possible. And it would involve a stabilization on offense. Carson Wentz playing well, Terry McLaurin, obviously he already did, but you know, already has, but justifying the contract, Jahan Dotson having a solid rookie year, the, the pieces are there. Like the materials are like, like, we we talk about this all the, all the time. Like I can see that path. Um, I saw, um, I believe Ron Rivera needs seven wins this season to reach a hundred on his career. So with a little bit of interesting history, uh, that Ron Rivera is chasing here in 2022. If you can say that, uh, last thing I'll say on Thomas missing time and why that's significant too, is as I've said, Carson Wentz loves to throw to his tight ends. So to not have that chemistry out of the gate could be a little not ideal, but, uh, but we'll see. Um, all right. Are we ready to move on to the giants? Again, it's like the beginning of like the timing of our episodes is always perfect and never an issue. Um, so camps are, are kind of like just not taking off. Uh, the Giants are in operation. Um, mm-hmm. I saw the over under one over under for Kayvon Thibodeau on sacks this year, I believe was seven and a half. Mm, that's a good here? number. That's a really good number to set it at. Um, I'll take the under. He wasn't a bad. He wasn't a big sack producer in college. He really wasn't. Um, well, you are you hate Kayvon Thibodeau. You hate, let's see, uh, Jalen Hurts and Kayvon Thibodeau, all Cowboys. Um, so yeah, that's that's about the whole list. Um, I I'm so interested in the Giants. I'm I'm like they are the pendulum swing to me, and I really think like they have a path too. Like it's a it's a far more improbable path, but they have a path to being a legit team. I'm trying to think of a of a of a team that has taken a jump like I could see from them. Maybe maybe like a 2018 Bears, you know what I mean? Like I, I could kind of see that. Not maybe quite the defensive prowess, but like that kind of jump. Like Daniel Jones is a limited quarterback. I'm not saying his skill set is exactly Mitchell Trubisky's, but like I could kind of see that. I, I mean, like I, I like if if everything goes right for them, they're you know this is a real this is the most interested I've been in the Giants in a really long time. Maybe they're actually the 2021 20, Lions in that they have a coach who drives to work in a truck and is like, you know, this every man. I think some people see Dable that way, at least. Um, and also just a clearly bad team, team that's going to be bad and has no, tra- like, transparently doesn't have, you know, aspirations to be good. They cut James Bradbury. Like, they're not, they didn't do that because they thought that'd make them better. They do it because they wanted the cap space and thought that's the best long-term move. So, um maybe just expectations are so low that'll be easier to achieve that and maybe they're a team that isn't winning but they're like you know they blow some games late and against some like teams that maybe they shouldn't really be hanging around with and their point differential is a little bit better at the end of the year than their record would suggest like as it was with the lions so i think had like the sixth worst point differential despite having like almost the worst record in the league um so maybe it's something like that i think that's the optimistic kind of case uh that's that's all I've got. Twenty twenty one Lions. What a thing to aspire to be. You know what I mean? Like like that's a, a crazy way to put it. Like if everything goes right, it'll be the two thousand twenty one Lions. Did they I have any think... roster news? Well, who? Yeah, so they the had Giants. some roster news. The last thing I'll say though right. on that point is I do think there's a chance that unlike past years, where every for the most part, at the beginning of the year, especially for the Cowboys and the Eagles, it's like, oh, Giants, that's two easy wins. And the Eagles ah, but it wasn't for the Eagles last year. Well, the Eagles no. lost to Joe Judge's Giants. 
But I'm okay. saying like maybe they could actually legitimately play spoiler, especially late in the season too, just like the Lions. I mean, not, the Lions didn't actually spoil the Packers ultimately, but they did beat them in the final week for whatever that's worth. Um, and maybe that kind of portends well to this season. We'll see. I don't know. I don't always necessarily believe in that carryover just because you do well at the end of the year. But uh, the roster news coming out of North Jersey is that Sterling Shepard, Nick Gates, and Matt Pert we're all placed on the pup list. So they have that. And also we talked about Kevon Thibodeau, but someone kind of maybe sleeping, not sleeping, uh, someone flying under the radar, a sleeper, if you will, Aziz. Ojulari. Being slept on is the, the phrase you were Being looking slept for. On, placed on the NFI list. So uh, I've seen Giants fans get really excited about Aziz Ojulari posting some pictures of he's, he's one of these classic like oh man this guy looks so bulked up because like, he posted you know like pick of himself shirtless or whatever and he looks jacked um that always translates that never that never doesn't mean nothing um i i mean none of these things and I, again i know we're just like up going through like the the latest but like none of these things are cause for i think heavy concern or heavy panic it's just you know it's it's still july right like and there's still you don't want key names on there i know ideally sure it's, it's not ideal it's not the end of the world but it's not exactly what you want i still you know what are we let's let's as we wrap let's do this what's one thing we think we've heard about each team by this time next week i like this game mm. that i just invented one, i think two, we've heard I'll, okay so i'll take the eagles and the giants you take the mm -hmm. cowboys and the commanders Okay, so I think we have heard that Jalen Hurts has like re and probably we'll hear this from you in Bleeding Nation, uh, remade himself as a passer. Like like he's a completely different you know quarterback in the pocket than he ever has been at this point in his career. Like that's the 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 story coming out of, of Eagles camp a week from today. Mm. Okay, and what else? That's it. I mean, well, we're one. picking one thing for each team. I mean, so, so your you thought would like no. Now, now I say it to you, and you react, and you say like that's possible, that's impossible. I think that's likely. Whatever. I mean, like that's the way this game works. Okay. So you think Hertz is going to be good? No, I think that's what we're hearing. It's a very different mm. thing. What we're hearing. Okay. I do agree that it's going to come out positive, um, in part just because again people want. <laughs> to like like him and do well so i think even, so even if he's kind of like middle like down the middle i think people are going to say he's looking good um whereas i'm going to view that as if i don't see significant strides, if he doesn't look different than he does last year like he's doing solid but he doesn't look like markedly different if he, even if he looks slightly better like, i don't know if that's really good enough so but i do agree with that we will probably be hearing some level of positivity although it's worth noting last year he kind of started slower and then finished strong so and there's some thought uh, that defense is ahead of offense in training camp early on. I don't know how you feel about that, but I said I thought that was kind of BS. And then a little flex here, RJ. Eagles, great. Mike Quick and current uh, Eagles radio color analyst Mike Quick uh, heard the podcast. He listened to that, and he told me I didn't know what I was talking about and said <laughs> he was like in a very nice way. But he said that uh, the defense does have an advantage earlier on in camp because um, the offense has to get their timing down and everything, whereas the defense can kind of just play a little bit more and, and that works well for them. So I don't, I still don't know if that's really scientific, but whatever. That's what he said, so I'm, who am I to doubt Mike Quick? Um, my thing for the Cowboys, I guess I'll start with them, is I don't know. It's like the, the Cowboys don't have a lot of juice. I'm going to say 
it's CD based and it's like, oh, wow, CD's wide receiver one now and he looks so good. And who cares about Amari Cooper being gone? Because he looks great. And I guess you could throw Gallup in there too. But I think mostly about Well, he won't he won't put be playing or doing anything. Okay. Well then definitely C D. I agree. C D was um we did in our training camp preview, uh, which was a podcast and a YouTube video. Uh we all played like who who do you want? Like who 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 would who would be the best training camp MVP? And like some of that was like what would be best for the team, like which team you know, which player would you want to see like emerge in that role? CD was that guy last year. Like it, 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 like I don't know how well you remember, but like throughout camp, it was like holy crap. It, it was like here he comes, CD, blah blah this and that. And then like I mean, he had a fine year, but it it was not the like the alpha, you know, holy crap Just, year that we we were anticipating. Yeah. Um. So I I could totally like. There's nobody like who who's who's catching passes like that. I'm still kind of like I'm really interested to see James Washington was hurt in OTA. So it's, it's CD lamb. It's Jalen Tolbert. You know, we were petitioning uh, a lot of Cowboys fans have been like sign Julio Jones, sign Will Fuller. Julio's gone. He's playing for the bucks now. Um, so yeah, I mean like it, it has to happen. Like it, it would be kind of chalk for it to be CD, but if, if he's not doing something, then like they are a little bit up a Creek and I'm not saying like, Oh, if he's not doing it in training camp, that means the season is over. But I mean, it, so much is depending on him taking that leap this year. Um, so it would be nice to see that kind of starting to happen and starting to percolate. You would rather have Justin Jefferson than CD, right? Who 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 would you rather have over Justin Jefferson? Name any receiver you would rather have over Justin Jefferson. I was right just double checking. Well, he said he's going to be the number one receiver in the NFL after this season. He is. He's the best receiver Probably in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like I, I, mean, I think the Adams. only argument. The, 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 those are the only arguments that you can say, like I would rather have X over Justin Jefferson Devon or Devontae Diggs, Adams and. I would I was only gonna say Devontae and Jamar Chase. Those only dudes I'm entertaining okay. over over Justin Jefferson today. Maybe Cooper Cup, like in anyway, one yeah, way. That's but, another one. Yeah. Um, uh, but okay. anyway, uh off of that, um, what was the other thing? So you're talking I about- was the Giants and you're the commanders. Okay. So um hmm. I already said that we're gonna get some sort of like Brian Dable like coach thing, the way Joe Judge fielded the punt. Um I, I think we're going to get like a, a Joe Judge, not Joe Judge, a Brian Dable quote like, this is exactly what Josh Allen went through. You know, like talking about Daniel Jones. There's going to there's gonna be some sort of like light, loose comparison to Josh Allen's path to where everyone's going to be like, this is it. It's happening again. He's he's doing it. This is why we hired Brian Dable, blah, blah, blah. Joe Judge, Pat Shermer, nobody took care of Daniel Jones. Now he's in the safe and loving arms of Brian Dable. So I've already seen some contrast from year to year. Some quotes come out about that down in Jacksonville with Doug Peterson. Uh, I believe it was the other Josh Allen, uh, defensive Josh Allen, who That's said, right. like, it's just like a pro. Or, or he said, uh, the coaching staff t- t- treats us like we're pros uh, as opposed to kids or whatever. So we've already seen that down in Jacksonville. I think there's going to be some kind of some kind of contrast, not necessarily specifically in that vein, but some kind of contrast between the Joe Judge Giants mm. and it could be something schematic, even to be wow, like Daniel Jones or someone being like or a wide receiver. You know, wow, the offense is so much easier. Or like Saquon, like the, the offense is so much more geared to the players now. <laughs> something like that. I agree. It will be like a sub shot at, at Joe Judge, certainly. Um, and then Joe Judge will be asked about it when he speaks um, from Patriots camp, and he'll be like, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. We had a great, you know, blah, blah, blah. We, we beat the Eagles last year, blah, blah, blah. Um, okay. Uh, com- I, I I meant for me to do Giants and you to do Commanders, but since you also did command- or Giants, now we both have to do Commanders. I think we're hearing – I think Wentz is too low-hanging fruit. 
I think we're hearing something about, about, but I think we're hearing like it's Jahan Dodson season. Like, you know, like he, he looks even better than Terry McLaurin in, in some, some respects, some measurement, some metrics, some whatever. And it's like, they might have two wide receiver ones in Washington. And this is, this actually, it's not about Wentz, but it's about Wentz. This is the best supporting cast that Carson Wentz has ever had in his NFL career. I think the Dotson thing is legit. And I, you know, I brought that up last week when we asked the biggest questions, but I do think legitimately, and I'm not just saying this because it's on brand, but I legitimately believe there's going to be talk of Carson Wentz being inconsistent because to the opposite of the Zahertz point that I said earlier and what we kind of touched on, I don't think he has the most sympathy. And there were some tweets like that already coming out of OTAs and the limited practices that they had. I remember seeing like, Oh, Wentz throwing a really bad interception. So I am going to believe that that's going to be what we're hearing out of Washington commanders camp. Training camp season is here. So um, in the spirit of that, as we leave Brandon, my question to you is what is the best meal that you can eat? So we need the main dish, two sides and what you're drinking after you've been like sweating all day long, whatever that is, like whether you're working, you're at an amusement park, or like you've been in some sort of activity where you've been sweating, you've been hot and perspiring all day long. What's the best thing to eat for dinner that night? Main dish, two sides, and what you're drinking. Are you allowed to like get a shower when you come home? Um, it's hard to eat when you're just like super hot. I feel like you're literally just drenched. Like you got to like cool down a little bit. I'll say this. I'll say this. Um, you have like you have to be at least ordering within an hour after the event in okay. question is over. Sure. So like that, that can mean going home and showering, whatever. But if you got a reservation, you got to book it. So like it, that's the only, that's the largest amount of time you get. All right. So I need a main dish, two sides and a drink. Mm -hmm. uh, drink. I'm going to say Wawa's new crossover iced tea. <laughs> uh, it's called short tea with not a sponsor, but it should be. Uh, so with... that so that everyone knows too, um, I sent Brandon and, and and somebody else a TikTok, and I don't know if you know this BLG, um, like it told me Brandon viewed your TikTok, right? Like in the yes. TikTok app, and so I looked at, at your profile, and Brandon follows one account on That's TikTok, right? And Wawa, <laughs> and they were doing Wawa. a contest. I want to give me the free stuff, baby. Uh, um, so one of those, because that's on the mind right now, and those are good. And it's only five, 4.5%, so they're not strong. Just a nice little dinner beverage to go with your meal there. And two sides, I'm going to say mac and cheese. And you got to have a vegetable. Truffle. Make it a there. truffle. Truffle mac and cheese. Why not? Okay. Let's get a fancy. You got, I think a vegetable. Got to you know, gotta be healthy and everything. So we're going to throw... Uh, I'm going to throw asparagus in there. Nice. And, okay. And then... All right, stick the landing. Uh, the main, the main is gonna be, hmm. The main is gonna be. You're, so you're hot. It's, so you need something. Yeah, you've been hot. Like, and, and if you're showered, you've presumably cooled down a bit, but your body's been hot right. all day. So like, you don't want. We don't want some sort of soup here. I mean, like, just mm, you know. no, no soup. No, no. I mean, a gazpacho would be more appropriate because you've been hot, <laughs> uh, but not a jambalaya. Uh, it's a little inside joke there, as some listeners know. I'm, I'm thinking of something, but I'm trying to think of the right way to prepare it. I think you need barbecue chicken. It's too hot, dude. Like the barbecue, like it kind of has like a little aftertaste in your throat. I might need like a Tums or a Pepsi afterwards. Like, I'm nah, thinking just... chicken of some sort. I don't know what it is, though. I not nah, swordfish. That's what I was thinking. Ooh. Like that's that's I was thinking where of fish, I'm going. But I, I couldn't yeah. think of what fish I wanted either. Uh, swordfish is great. It's a great it's a great way to go with like some what I'm thinking is like there's some sort of like 
call it what you want, glazed, whatever, like on top of it, some sort of like tomatoey, avocado. Mm. There needs to be some sort of like avocado, avocado involved on the top, so that like my bite has the coolness of the avocado, True. even though the fish is obviously cooked. So good, good point by you. Mm -hmm. Look at All that. Right. The culinary mind is now me. I own oh. this territory. Oh. Um, okay, uh, Brandon, let's just get out of here. Uh, peace, right. love, and happy training camp to everybody. Give us six random words to go. Not connected to each other whatsoever. Six random words, then we leave. I think that was six random words, too. So go ahead. Six. Right now. Okay. Um, so <laughs> let me think here. Let me, let me get it in a row. Let me get them out. All right. Heart over remote. Light, ear, championship. Hi, I'm Neil Patel, host of Decoder, my show about big ideas and other problems. Right now on Decoder, we're doing a mini-series about one of the biggest ideas that's creating some of the biggest problems around generative AI. Our series dives deep into some of the most pressing issues surrounding generative AI, with expert Verge reporters covering the cutting-edge frontier of the industry. How could copyright lawsuits completely upend large language models and image generators? How big a problem is AI-generated misinformation for the 2024 election? And what kind of impact are AI chatbots having on human relationships? Decoder's AI series will help you understand what's going on, why, and where it might go from here. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Decoder wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.